0: Kind of began talking about the family of God. Uh, I didn't really know exactly what direction that I wanted to go from last week, um, but I kind of have an idea of some different things that we can look at. Um, there is a, a song. It's it's probably got some age on it. It's not one that's in our songbook, but it's called "Getting Used to the Family." Of God, and it's one that's been going over and over in my head. Uh, I found it on an, an older singing CD, and and um, not one that that I've sung very much in my life. Um, but just this idea of the family of God is something that uh, is very interesting to me, and so I've decided to take a few weeks and explore what it really means to be a part. Of the family of God and so today's lesson is going to be no different it's about being in the family of God and I've chosen the title welcome to God's family and I'll explain what that means and and really the direction that I want to take with this lesson in a moment Uh, but before we we begin our study uh, if you would bow with me in a word of prayer our holy and righteous Heavenly Father we do thank you for the many blessings that you've given to us and we thank you for this day and we thank you for our time together and we thank you for the ability that we have to to come together to study your word together to be together even when we can't be physically present with one another. We pray Father that you would bless our time together that you would bless us as we endeavor to grow in your word and to grow in knowledge and, and, and all of those things that that we should grow in spiritually we pray father that you would bless us and help us to, to be the, the Christians to be the example that you want us to be in life help us to, to be a good example for those around us help us to lead lost souls to you and we thank you for your son we thank you for his sacrifice and, and for all that he means to us. It is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. As we begin our study today, again, the, the title of this lesson is Welcome to God's Family. And, uh, and really, uh, as I think about it, there are several songs that, that talk about the family of God. Uh, one of them being titled God's Family. God's family should be the most important family to us. And so, as we look at, at being a part of God's family, um, we have this idea of, of what God wants us to be and where God wants us to be in life, the, the support that we, we should be seeking. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of explore that. This is a very basic lesson um, that I have for you today. Uh, but hopefully it's one that, that is helpful to you nonetheless. You see, the greatest blessing for a Christian I believe, uh, the greatest blessings for a Christian are those of a spiritual nature. And one of the greatest of these is being part of the family of God. And sometimes we, we don't take it as seriously as as maybe we should. Um, But it should be an important thing to us to be a part of God's family. There are so many blessings that we have in life, so many uh, things that that we have that that provide us with comfort and provide us with happiness. And and we should treasure those things. But uh, again, the most important blessings to us should be those of a spiritual nature and so I want us to, to recognize those. Lastly, we began by, by talking about um, the importance of each member and how we, even in being a part we can edify one another. We should have that, that kind of mentality that we are seeking to edify one another, that we want to be encouraging and, and things of that nature. One of the main passages that we looked at last week was Ephesians chapter 4 and beginning with verse 11. Ephesians 4 and verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working of every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Now, as we look at this lesson in particular, um, what I'm really aiming at is, uh, obviously, there's kind of a a set audience that, that you may be thinking when I use this title, Welcome to God's Family. Um, and certainly as part of God's family we are seeking to edify, to encourage we we understand that purpose that we have in our lives um, and especially as, as what Ephesians 4 is telling us that each part, each member of this body of Christ is important in their own way there are things that you can do there are things that that you can accomplish that maybe I cannot. Um, I I was uh, listening to uh, some sermons last night and one that that came up there was a brother that was talking about um, he was talking about the family of God. He was talking about what it means to to be a part of that family. Uh, One of the things that he, he mentioned was as a preacher he was very limited on those that he could reach. Because preachers, when they come into a congregation, they know the the Christians that are already there. Um, And, you know, from my standpoint, as far as Mars Hill is concerned, uh, I knew the the congregation very well when I came to preach because I had been a member here before. so I knew the members. I knew the, the, the elders. I knew uh, how the congregation worked. I knew a lot about the congregation. Um, but in, in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to each of our members, I don't know those that they work with. I don't know those that that they see on a daily basis. I don't know their families. But they do. Members of a congregation have more of a way of reaching out to certain people than the preacher can alone. It's important that we be evangelistic, and, and so all that is very important to that that reasoning. Um, each member is important to the body of Christ, and so I want you to see yourself as an important part of the body. Of Christ because you are very important. You are important to God. The title, Welcome to God's Family. When I use this, you might be thinking, and of course maybe that that's the main thrust of this, um, welcoming new Christians to the family of God. We do need to be welcoming uh, new Christians to the family of God. As a matter of fact, we, we recently have, uh, had one to place membership with us and, and one to be restored and, and, and they are new to our family. Maybe not necessarily to the family of God overall because they, they do have a past with the church, um, but they are new to our family. Uh, this lesson is welcoming to those who are new the family of God. I do want to be welcoming to those who are new to the family of God, new Christians. But there are also some other ways that I I want to use this lesson too. This lesson is also for those who are new to the family aspect of the church. Uh, Maybe you're just now understanding what it really means to be a part of this family. Uh, maybe in the absence of a physical presence. Maybe now you're understanding what it means to, to be a part of that family. Um, I, I know that even my, I myself who has been raised in the church, I know that, that I, I have um, a, a new understanding of this family because there are so many things that that over the course of my lifetime I've taken for granted and I don't want to take those things for granted anymore, but but I, I understand how important each member is to me and how important it is for us to be able to gather together. And I look forward to that day when we can come together once again. And so this lesson is also for those who who are new to the family aspect of the church. Maybe you're just now understanding what it truly means, or, or maybe you have a new understanding of what that means. And so this lesson is for you. It is also for seasoned members of the church. I would fall in line with that. Um, But again, as a reminder of what it means to be a part of this family. uh, A renewed zeal, a new understanding, all of that. um, This is for you too. And those who are new to the church those that have never become Christians maybe you've never obeyed the gospel and so this lesson is also for you uh, that you may recognize the importance of making such a, a decision today and even making that decision today whatever your need may be and as far as as being added to the family of God I want to help you in that and so if you've not obeyed the gospel, if you want to study more about it, if you know what you need to do and you just haven't done it, then, then please let me know so that we can, can take care of that need so that you can be added to the family as soon as possible. Because it is important for us to be a part of this family, and we need to understand the importance of being a part of this family. I want to begin by looking at becoming a member of the family. Uh, Again, this is really for everybody. Even though the the title may not seem so, the intention is that that everybody would benefit in some way from this lesson. And so I do want you to benefit from it. Um, But as we look at becoming a member of the family, if you're already a member of the family of God, then I want you to look at this the standpoint of what it took, what it, um, what had to happen for you to become a member of that family. If you're looking at it from the standpoint of you've never become a member of the family of God, then I want you to understand what it means and what what needs to take place in order for you to become a member of the family of God. And, And maybe some of these things are foreign to you. Maybe um, you've never heard them in such a way as, as maybe I'm going to present them. Uh, again, if you have questions, then, then please feel free to ask those questions. And and I want to, to try to, to explain myself further if if maybe you don't quite understand. Um, but these are the things that the Bible teaches. And ultimately, that's our goal. That's our aim, is to do things in the way that, that the Bible wants, or teaches us to do them, to make sure that we are doing things in the way that God has presented them to us. Becoming a member of the family. Do you remember how you became a member of this church family? Even if you're not a member of Mars Hill, the church overall, the Churches of Christ, how you became a member of the church? Do you remember how that happened? And maybe, well, not maybe, each person's story is going to be a little bit different in some way. Uh, it begins with evangelism. No matter where you come from, no matter how you became a part of the church family, it began with evangelism, didn't? You know, think about it. Someone taught you the gospel. And what is necessary for your salvation. I, I had many influences in my life and especially family influences. Uh, my parents and and my grandparents on my mother's side. I was very close to them. Um, I, I had a great relationship growing up with with the congregation that I attended uh, for almost 20 years. I, I was a member of the the Side Hill Church of Christ and so um, I have a great relationship with with those people. Those were a great influence in my life, and they influenced me to make the decision to become a Christian. It's not a decision that someone can make for you, but it's a decision that you have to make for yourself. That you want to be a Christian. That you want to be a child of God. And when you make that decision, then you can take those steps that are necessary for you to become A member of that family. But someone had to teach you. Someone taught you the gospel and what is necessary for your salvation. Jesus commissioned his apostles in Matthew 28 verses 19 and 20 go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Just before Jesus ascended to be once again with his Father, as he was leaving his apostles, he gave him, them this commission, that they go into, to all the world, that they teach the gospel to all the world, that they go about baptizing individuals in the name of the Father, and to the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mark 16 adds a little something to our understanding of this commission. Mark 16, in verses 15 and 16, And he said to them, Go into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe, he who does not believe, will be condemned. Mark makes plain the conditions upon which all are saved. Belief and baptism. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Those things together help us come to the point where we can be saved. Belief and baptism and they have to work together That's exactly the way that Jesus has put it here in the book of Mark. But we're also told that he who does not believe will be condemned. If one does not believe, he is not going to obey, he is condemned. He has condemned himself to condemnation. Um, So we understand that without belief and baptism, belief and obedience in the form of baptism... Without these, salvation is simply not possible. So when we look at this commission that was given to the apostles, they were to carry this out into the world, they were to carry the gospel into the world, and as they carried the gospel into the world, people could and would be saved. If they failed in carrying out this commission, If they failed on the platform of evangelism, then the world could not be saved. So evangelism plays a very important part in our salvation. Evangelism is also followed by obedience. We look at the day of Pentecost, following the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord. And beginning at the climax of Peter's sermon in Acts chapter 2 and verse 36 we read this therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Christ now when they heard this they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the Apostles Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them in verse 38, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children, and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. So, as we look at at what Peter told the Jews on the day of Pentecost to do, he told them that they must repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for a reason, for a purpose, for the remission of sins. In order for us to have forgiveness of sins, we must be obedient in the form of repentance and baptism. Those things are important. And the wording, the the even just the the order of the wording is very important. We can't change the order to make it fit our own belief. But what Peter told them was to repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. And they did. They obeyed the gospel. In verses 40 and 41, with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. And those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. They obeyed the gospel. And as they obeyed the gospel, then they were added to the family of God. They were exhorted, they were encouraged by Peter and by the other apostles to be saved. And they wanted to be saved. And so they did what Peter said. Repent and let every one of you be baptized for the remission of your sins. And they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe that those things are one and the same. And they were baptized. They became members of this family. They obeyed the gospel as did the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8 as a read in verses 37 through 39. The, the eunuch can ask the question, see here's water, what hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said in verse 37, if you believe with all your heart you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Why did he go on his way rejoicing? Because he had become a member of God's family. He had obeyed the gospel as he had been told that he needed to do. As did Paul. Acts 22 and verse 16, in recounting his own conversion, Ananias told him, And now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. What does it mean to call on the name of the Lord? It's not just crying out to the Lord as we find that Jesus says Himself in Matthew chapter 7 in the Sermon on the Mount that there are those that that are are going to say we've done many great wonders and many great things in your name and yet they will not inherit eternity with God because even though they called on His name so to speak they were not obedient to Him they were not faithful And so we can be lost even if we cry out to the Lord. But we have a definition of what that actually is in Paul's recounting here in verse 16 of Acts 22. Arise and be baptized, wash away your sins. When we are obedient to the Lord's will, when we are obedient to what God has told us to do through his apostles, through the authority that is given them, through his word, when we are obedient, when we are baptized in order to wash away our sins, that is calling on the name of the Lord. And we know that that we are saved by this again from Paul's writings Romans chapter 10 and verse 13 for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. As did many others the Philippian jailer, Lydia, any conversion that you find in the book of Acts we see that that it comes to a point where those who hear the Word of God are obedient to God's plan of salvation. Repentance, confession, baptism for the remission of sins, you'll find it in every conversion in the book of Acts in Scripture. If someone was converted to Christianity It was because of their obedience, because of their faith, leading to their obedience. And as they obeyed the gospel, they were added to the family of God. We look at verses 46 and 47 of Acts 2. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those... Who were being saved. Who was added to the church? Who was being saved? Those who were obedient. Just as the original Jews had been on the day of Pentecost, those that were obedient were added to the Lord's church, were added to God's family. Those who were saved became members of the family of God. Those who are saved today also become members of this family, the church, the kingdom. We are children of God. There are many ways to to refer to what we are, but basically that's who we are. We are members of the family of God, if we have obeyed the gospel, if we have done those things that are necessary, And each member is a key component to this family, as we read in Ephesians chapter 4 and verses 11 through 16. I want to look at one more thing before we close out our time together. What makes the family of God possible? It's important for us to recognize what makes it possible for us to be members of this family, this church. What makes it possible for you to become a member of your physical family? Let's think of it from from that standpoint. You must be born into that family or you were otherwise adopted into it as if you had been born into that, that family. But in order for you to be a member of your family, in my case for me to be a member of the Webb family, um, the immediate family of my parents and, and all those that are related to me, I have to be born into that family, don't I? Well, it's the same way, or at least very similar with the family of God. You likewise must be born into this family. John chapter 3, verses 3-5, through 5, what Jesus said to Nicodemus, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus misunderstood what Jesus was saying. But in verse 5, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. It is only possible for us to be born again into this family through the blood of Christ. But we must be born into this family. Now again, we go back to those things that we talked about. What has been set forth that we need to do. Hearing, we also believe. We have faith in Christ. Faith in, in His ability to save. Faith in the, the plan of salvation, that, that if we are obedient, that we will be saved. Faith leading to obedience and repentance. We also confess our faith in Christ, and we are baptized for the remission of our sins, just as Peter said in Acts 2 and verse 38. This allows us to become members of this family to remain part of this family and in order not to be estranged from this family we must also remain faithful. But All of those things are are important but we must be born again and we can only be born again really through the shedding of the blood of Christ. Contact with this blood is made in our obedience to the gospel ultimately in our baptism for the remission of sins. And we recognize without the sacrifice of Christ that salvation is not possible. Salvation just is not possible outside of what has been set forth by Christ. What he gave to his apostles to teach, what they were to to bind on earth would be bound in heaven. What they loosed on earth would be loosed in heaven. Remember that from from Matthew chapter 16. And I believe also in Matthew chapter 18 these same words are, are repeated but they were given authority and they were given a commission to be evangelistic, to carry the gospel into the world. And as they did so, people could obey the gospel and they could be added to the Lord's church in that way. It was very important that they do things the way that that God set forth for them to do. If they did not do them the way that God wanted them to do them, then they just simply were not done. Period. They may have been done, but not in, in a way that God would be pleased with. Aside from the outline, I want to talk to you for a minute just kind of bring these points to a close. Some, uh, just some of the thoughts that, that may tie this into what many of you have been thinking about and meditating on over the last few days and weeks. Obviously, this is Easter Sunday or at least that weekend if you're watching on Saturday. Um, And there are many people that that will recognize the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And ultimately they should. It's important for us to do that, though, every Lord's Day. And so I do hope that that's something that that you do remember every Lord's Day. Uh, I hope that today that you're partaking of the Lord's Supper also. um, That you are remembering His death. Uh, That's something that we proclaim until He comes for us. But as we recognize what it means to be a part of God's family, welcoming those into God's family that may be new to the family in some way, or just remembering what it took for us to become members of that family, we recognize that without the sacrifice of Jesus, none of this would be possible. If he hadn't come to this earth, if he hadn't been been born in in such a humble fashion, if he hadn't suffered the things that he suffered in this life, if he hadn't have gone to the cross, if he hadn't have been in that garden praying, not my will, but thine be done, had it not been for, for him sacrificing his own life for the lives of so many others, if it had not been for him going through all of those things and ultimately breathing his last breath on the cross. Hadn't it been for his burial in the tomb and, and ultimately noticing that the tomb is empty. The tomb is empty even today. And so as we recognize all of these things, we recognize the victory that Jesus had over death over Satan, over sin, over the powers of darkness. He came up with victory over all of those things. And without his victory there is no victory ultimately for us. So when it comes to being a part of the family of God, I I do want us to recognize that none of these things would be possible without the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And, and I hope that we don't take that for granted. I hope that we recognize that it was something that, that was very sad to see and even sadder, hard for us to, to even comprehend. But because he did all of those things, he paid a debt that we cannot pay. We owe him our lives as Christians and and he wants us to give of ourselves to him but ultimately we recognize that being a part of the family of God is something that is provided for us through the sacrifice of Jesus and so I hope that you recognize that and, and I hope that that we remember that not just today but every day of our lives and especially as we meet on the Lord's Day and and, and as we, we are able to once again come together, I, I hope that we remember these things and what makes it possible for us to be a part of the family of God. I, I hope that this has been a helpful lesson to you again. If you do have any questions, then I want you to ask. Um, if maybe there was something that i said that maybe wasn't completely understood then then do feel free to ask um I, I hope that if you're using this as as part of your worship on the lord's day that you are participating in the other acts of worship as well and certainly i would encourage you to do so and and um and just to to be able to be together it is a wonderful thing and i hope that we we recognize the importance of those blessings that we've been given by God. If you've not obeyed the gospel, then let me know so that, that we can take care of that need in your life. Uh, if you need prayers on your behalf, if, if there's something that we can do for you, then, then again, uh, let us know. We want to know. We want to help you in any way that we can. With that, let's close in order word of prayer. Our Holy and Righteous Heavenly Father, we thank You for the blessing that You've given to us and we thank You for this day. We thank You again for giving us life and we thank You for the ability that we have to study Your Word together, to even worship together, even from distances. We are thankful, Father, that we have this day to remember You, to, to recognize You, to praise You, and and help us not to take these opportunities for granted. We pray that you would bless us in the furtherance of our lives and help us to to be evangelistic. Help us to spread your message with the world. Help us to teach others what they need to do in order to be saved. And we are thankful for this family. We are thankful for each member. We are thankful for the importance of each member. And we pray, Father, that you would help us to encourage each other in every way possible. Thank you again for your son, for his sacrifice for our sins and and for all that Jesus means to us. It is through him that we pray. Amen. I don't want to take up any more of your time. And and I again, thank you for, for watching, for being a, a part of this. And uh, again, if there's any way that, that I can be an encouragement to you, then uh, please let me know. Uh, I've had the opportunity uh, this past week to, to do some things kind of out of the ordinary and, and I'm going to try to keep those going, at least for the time being. Um, on Tuesday and Thursday, um, we have been doing a sort of a little kids program, um, and so I invite you to, to be a part of that, uh, 10 o'clock Central, um, I try to do it live, and you can watch those videos later. Um, they're also posted on our website, so you can go to our website and watch those uh, marcellcoc.org. Uh, we have the radio program coming up on Tuesday, also at 11 a.m. And so, um, if you want to be a part of that, you can go to tgrn.org um, and listen live from that. We're we're studying the underdogs of the Bible there, and so those are some, some good things, some good opportunities. And I hope that you'll be a part of those if you you have that ability. But thank you for being with me today. I hope that you have a blessed rest of the day. And until we meet again, may God bless you.